0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. This is Cassidy. This is Michelle. And our podcast is going to not necessarily be about our success, but more about a lot of things that we've failed at. <laughs> <laughs> and taking risk. <laughs> and taking a lot of risk and learning from those risks so that we can become better business owners, better people better at living in life <laughs> in general. Um, so kind of what we do in business, I started a video production company in 2016. I didn't fully pay any sort of attention to growing this business until 2020. And um, I've had a lot of failures to learn from, um, but I love I love creating video. I love doing marketing for small business. I really want to help grow the um you know, local business here in the Rogue Valley, and it, it's just what I'm really passionate about, and I was really excited to get started in 2020, um, and now I'm here today with Cassidy, and
1: yeah, so I started my real estate career when I was 19. I got my license, and just last year, I actually started my own real estate brokerage with my mother-in-law. Our brokerage is Oregon Venture Realty, And we are centered in Central Point, and we just had our grand opening for our office, and we are very excited to get going on that. It's been kind of an interesting thing going from just a real estate broker to now a brokerage owner with your mother-in-law.
0: So I was going to say, I'm like, hopefully those aren't one
1: of the mistakes that we're going to talk about. I haven't heard you complain. No, once. My mother-in-law is the best. I, I love her. I'm, I'm lucky to have such a great family. So Yeah. Not a lot of people say that. Yeah. When I say I started a business with my mother-in-law, people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, she's,
0: she's amazing. Um, speaking from experience, uh, Cindy is amazing. So yeah. <laughs> you, you got Cindy. lucky. <laughs> Um, so what's happened, like just to cover what's happened uh, with us for the last couple months, what's, what's happened for your business that you wanted to talk about some new things going on?
1: So one of our biggest things, because we started Oregon Adventure Realty last November. So we're actually coming up on almost a year since we're almost in October now. Oh my God. Um, which is crazy. Wow. Good job. And we kind of got everything going pretty fast. In January, we signed a lease for a brand new construction of an office um, in a commercial space in Central Point, a brand new um, space, and so we were able to design our whole office, build that out, and kind of go with our own branding and really gather a lot more agents this year, which we were really proud of. Um, We went from just Cindy and I to now we have five agents Oh my gosh. And we have a couple more coming on board soon too. So that's really You have exciting. 5 agents already? Mhm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so our goal is obviously to grow that number. Mm-hmm. But we're really happy with how far we've come in just a year, which right. you know, starting a new business, you never know how it's going to go or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I i we're really excited about that. And then yeah, we just been um, we just actually became members of the Central Point Chamber so we're really trying to get our business out there and get involved with the community and that's really big for us is just being part of the community and not just working in the community so. Yeah
0: I find that's like one thing that you know in the very little business education that we got yeah (laughs) (laughs) um, I feel like that's one thing that they don't teach is to network and to really get involved and Um, As like a millennial, how I was like taught as like a millennial is like post on social media, you know, do all these things to like help market your business. And that was like one of the things that I had a really hard time um, launching my business is I just relied completely online. And Mm -hmm. so I relied on like posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, talking to people like on these social medias. And it got nowhere. And so, <laughs> the old, like one of the one of the largest things that has been a huge impact on my business is networking. And one of the new things that um, I just started getting involved with is I joined um, a networking group called Network in Action. Um, it's a really, really incredible uh, networking group that I, I really, I wasn't um, totally convinced when I started. And then as soon as I met the people and met the people that were running the organization, I got to meet a whole bunch of businesses that are local in the Valley that are really just like me, you know, <laughs> learning yeah. from their mistakes. But of course, they're so much more successful than <laughs> than we are, but um, or than I am. I mean, you're crazy successful, but I, I don't, I, I wouldn't. I love meeting these people, and I really do enjoy learning from their experiences and getting to be so involved with the community again. um, It's such an opportunity that I feel like a lot of people who are starting a business miss out on when they don't network.
1: Well, it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people because I, I had entrepreneurs in my family where they started their own business and that type of thing, but no one that really just was so into business and that I think that's why we became such good friends is there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of people our age that are going through this right now starting their own business and we both really loved that whole entrepreneurship and starting a business and it's really exciting for us and so being able to bounce ideas off each other and meet other people that are like-minded is super important to the growth of your business.
0: Yeah, big time. I remember, like, thinking, I'm like, this is so weird. I just met this girl and we're talking about business and finance and, like, how we can invest in real
1: estate. And we're, and- like, 25 and 28. <laughs> while,
0: our, while our friends are, like, going out and partying and, like, ruining their lives. So <laughs> we're just like, yeah, wow, this is so cool. We could, like, retire. Let's talk about retirement. And we're talking about <laughs> our
1: mortgages and our interest rates. and Ooh, well, that could be a tax write-off. <laughs> probably put the rest of our friends to sleep
0: <laughs> I, I will when I hang out with some of my other friends I can like look at their face and they're just like it's stoic they're like I don't relate <laughs> Like shut up. <laughs> so but no I'm glad I have you because I could just literally text you at any time and be like so what do you think about this new law in real yeah. estate and you could be like oh yeah let me give you the dish <laughs> I love those yeah it's great no I love it um so I think like for today, just to like um, continue on with the episode, um, I we definitely want to talk about a learning lesson each episode because, like I said, I mean I've made a lot of mistakes to learn from, and, so <laughs> and <have> I. <laughs> um, I really want to encourage like people to start their own businesses, and I want to encourage them to make their own mistakes too because you really learn the best way, you know, by making that mistake. But if they could like hear ahead of time. <laughs> and expect what could happen in certain scenarios, it might help them be a little bit better off. And, and at least on, um, it's kind of funny because our businesses are a little bit um, different. You you have a real estate business. I have a media company, a video media company. So I've got a lot of like entrepreneurial creative design type of stuff on like my right. end of things. And you have very legal very like like contract like built yes, like definitely. very like real and and you deal with people's like homes they're selling and they're buying so not only are you dealing with their like
1: largest asset largest <laughs> asset that
0: they'll ever think about in their entire lives that's a lot of pressure
1: <laughs> it is it's, it's really fun and rewarding but it's definitely a lot of pressure yeah um, i think one of my favorite stories is when i helped a family a few years ago it was in 2019 they Purchased a house for 187, and they just sold it last year for 310. Oh my god! And this family bought it with like zero percent down. They didn't have a lot of money in the bank to purchase this home, and for them to walk away with that much of a of a profit is just really rewarding to the job that we're doing.
0: You literally just made them like a hundred or so thousand dollars. Like that's insane.
1: Yeah, it's insane how much homeownership can really add to your net worth.
0: I mean, we both know, um, Cassidy and I both invest in real estate. We're kind of like (laughs) racing each other (laughs) to
1: get the next I think you're winning at this point.
0: (laughs) No way, no way. You're so ready to buy another place that I'm like, I don't know. But we both have, we both have, um, we purchased two properties that we have renters in and, um, we're so happy that we got to figure out, you know, how to do that so that we could eventually retire, that's going to be the way we retire is by working into real estate. I mean, it's one of the ways, but it's, it's a good Mm -hmm. way to, you know, to, to expand your portfolio for income. Um, and it's a really great way to secure, money for when you decide to retire if we want to retire early that's like another way we can do that so um I really enjoy it I can't wait to get another property hopefully I can beat you in that <laughs> race but you have so much of an insider's look you could see what's what's new you could see like what a good investment is before me so you could totally beat me I can me. share
1: I can share I can tell you when a nice property's coming up on the market you're like yeah I'll give you a number two and I'll take number one <laughs> or we can go in on a duplex or Four
0: plus. Hey, let's do that! I <laughs> yeah. gosh, I've always wanted to do that. I'd love to like get like a complex. That's like a goal of mine is to like own a complex eventually. Yeah, but you know, no way, nowhere close to that just yet. But eventually, we'll get there. Yeah, we can't be too hot on ourselves. We're only we're under thirty. Yeah, <laughs> we got some living to do. We've got some living to do. Um, so I guess for today's learning lesson, um, one of the things I was going to cover, kind of like a, <laughs> it made like a. It was, like, a big moment for me when I first started my business, like, back in, like, 2017. Um, And that was um, exchange of, like, services. So, like, as an entrepreneur starting out, you have no clients. You don't know how to reach out to new people.
1: Right.
0: You're really scared about everything. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so when opportunity comes knocking at your door, you kind of want to, like, grab hold of whatever is thrown your way. Definitely. Um, And so with us, we... um, our website that we had was like totally malfunctioning and it was totally crashing down. And we, I don't even remember where I got the website from, but it was all plugins weren't working. Anytime somebody opened it up, it would like shift everything on the website would like shift and move around like before their eyes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks horrible. (laughs) It's already like making people dizzy when they get on my website. And so um, I had met somebody that wanted to, um, they were a branding um, company and they redid websites. So I met them. I didn't even bring up work exchange, but they wanted um, they found out about me and they wanted to start recording videos because they gave presentations about like branding trainings for other companies and stuff and how to brand yourself and blah, 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 blah. And so they were like, well, let's do some work exchange. I'll do some website. I'll I'll design your website. I'll fix your website. And in exchange, you can record a whole bunch of videos. You can, you can record my training sessions. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a win-win. Sounds we, like a good deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like a win. And so we got planning, we recorded the sessions and um they were really specific on like what they wanted. They were like, I want two camera people. I want this type of camera. I want it on this day. It's going to be an all day training with different sessions. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like this better be a really good website because this is like a lot of work and so I like did the total in my head and being new and stupid, I didn't, like, make a contract or anything. So it was just, like, a we made a verbal agreement on this This is what was going to happen. We'd exchange our services for each other. Stupid. Always write things down. Always. Yeah, yeah. And um, – It's a tough lesson to learn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so tough. And everybody still makes that. And I feel like I, I make that mistake every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do this for you. And then later on, I'm like, why didn't I write that down? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I've been in business for so long, like, you know. Get and their I their
1: signature. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
0: like, it's, it's – it's so interesting how it just sometimes slips through the cracks, but I'm much so much more efficient now at it, but we ended up doing around $3,000 worth of work for them. And so I noticed that my website wasn't getting worked on nothing. I mean, I got zero Any sort of attention on my website, and so eventually I was just like, you know what, this is a loss, and forget it. (laughs) So I'm just gonna not do any more work for them, and then I'm also just gonna like take the hit on the website. And I get an email one day, and it's like, where are you? And it's by that person, and I I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you're you agreed to record every one of my sessions. And we had a scheduled date today. I'm like, we didn't have a scheduled date today. I, ha- I looked through my emails. I looked through my text messages. I looked through my phone calls, any sort of notes that I had. There was nothing. I didn't even remember them talking about it. And I only thought it was one session of several trainings. And they were, like, so, so mad that we weren't there that sh- they, like, wrote down this huge, like, several paragraph email. They were saying that oh, I was geez. unprofessional and rude. And I was so stressed out and immediately feeling guilty. And I was like, hold on a second somebody's yelling at me for working for them for free this is not a good
1: thing and they've done nothing for you so far and they're and they're trying to guilt you into that that's insane oh
0: man it was nothing so I was I like I like put my big girl shoes on and I was (laughs) I wrote back I was like you know what I think this I think this agreement just really isn't working out we just did a whole bunch of work for you it doesn't seem like there's any work being done on our side already the 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 emotions that are going back and forth between us just just off this one instance is totally negative let's end this now and I I like summed up the email in, in a really professional way I was really proud of it <laughs> and frame the email
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I uh and then they wrote back and they're like I'm so sorry I'm going through a stressful time maybe I didn't tell you about the date and I'm really sorry and they started apologizing and I was like okay, well, you know, I don't deserve to be treated this way. And also, let's end on good terms. I I really don't want to, like, fight you. I don't want you telling everybody that I'm a bad business to work with as a young person. So I ended up just saying, here, we already recorded the footage. Why don't you just take the footage and edit it yourself? Mm -hmm. And let's just end on those terms. And they were like, we really don't want to end on those terms. We're so sorry. And then I was just like, no, no more. And so even though I didn't have any business, I didn't have any money coming in, it's totally not worth going through and and maintaining a really high maintenance horrible client that wants to treat you that way when things are miscommunicated.
1: Well, that one client can take so much out of you where you don't even want like have the time or energy to put any effort into another client. So that's it,
0: that's it, the thing. I mean, I I that whole time that I spent with them, I was like, gosh, I could be like focusing on starting other things. I could be growing this. I could be calling this person and it was such a waste of energy that i i was so exhausted and i i've i have friends in in the video production in- industry that i noticed that do work exchanges and those never really come to fruition or they have bad experiences with these people and you know i could just be talking from experiences like a video production person maybe work exchange works for other people but I've never heard about it working Yeah. <laughs> so, and every time somebody comes to me now and they're like, yeah, you know, I could, I'm, I'm happy. I want to offer you work exchange. You know, if, if I do this for you, um, maybe you could do a couple videos for me. I'm like, you know what? I just had a really bad experience and I'm learning from that. And I really think that it's, it's important to just grow. And, and I want to offer you something that you would really enjoy. And I feel like I want to put a hundred percent of effort into something when we're communicating accurately, and that's not by doing work exchange. So that was my learning lesson. I think it's really valuable. Don't do work exchanges. <laughs> Don't yeah, <do> it.
1: <laughs> and get things in writing, too. That's a, yeah. another thing that kind of goes along with the story I was going to share today. I had some family friends, and they wanted to – this is back when I was 18, so I had just graduated high school. I was going to um, a little bit of college and trying to decide, like, what I wanted to do. And they wanted to start up a wine and cheese shop. And I thought, how fun is that?
0: Wine and cheese? Yeah. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I'm like, that
1: is, it sounds like such a fun idea. And there was nothing like that at the time. And in this valley, in this valley, it's perfect. And so they knew I had done FBLA in high school. And I did one, a lot of business classes. And I was actually going to go to school to get my um, business administration Degree, but then obviously I got into real estate. But at that time, I was still going to school for business, and they wanted me to write their full business plan for their business. And so, and this guy, he was a pretty smart guy. He came from the East Coast and was a lawyer, and I thought I could really trust them. And I um, went ahead and I did their business plan for them and then we kind of reworked it and then I was working for them for a while and they started hiring some other employees but I was kind of the one that was there from six in the morning until seven o'clock at night oh trying God. to get everything together make sure we had everything ordered they didn't really work in the business it was mm-hmm. mainly just me and whoever the other employees were that they hired and the half. It went on for quite a while, and I had a lot of fun doing it, but there's a lot of red flags along the way. And then I think my final breaking point was when they had hired another gal that was actually older than me. And because I was 18 at the time, I couldn't um, handle alcohol. Well, I, mm-hmm. I could get my LLC permit, but I couldn't. Um, be there by myself, mm-hmm. of course. And so they hired another gal, and I was still doing most of the work. And I even came up with the menu and what we we're going to sell, and you know, really knew the business plan and, and what they're trying to do. And um, I did all their social media pages, or website, everything. And I and they paid
0: you hourly.
1: Yeah, they paid me oh hourly, God. like like a dollar above minimum wage at the time. <laughs> and I the. One of the gals, it was just after payday, and the other gal had a pay stub that she left behind, and I didn't realize what it was when I was cleaning off the tables, and I was closing by myself, and I opened it up, and she was getting paid $7 more an hour than I was. And then they told her the next day that they were going to promote her again and have her as the manager. After i have been doing all this work, but since I was 18, they, like, didn't view me as valuable. And so... Oh my I told them, you know what? I think we're better off as just family friends. <laughs> Whoa. And, and so we're just gonna, I, at the time I had other job opportunities and that's what I did. And I decided that I just wasn't going to put up with that because I was there six or seven days a week. Doing things outside of your job description. Yeah. And showing up to things I wasn't paid for. And I just realized that even if you are young, you need to still value your time and mm-hmm. not let people walk all over you. And I think that's easy to do when you're so young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had this happen quite a bit in my life where people are older than me. I think they're more established. they know more and I can learn from them, which is true. But you also have to make sure that you have the right mentors in your life.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to pull up my uh, God, Facebook because um, my, my sister posted something really interesting today. And I feel like it really relates to us. Oh gosh, where was it? Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, it, it's like kind of related, but it like kind of struggled with me today. I was like, oh my gosh, I need this <laughs> tattooed on me. <laughs> if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. So I love that. I love that. I'm yeah. like, I've. I mean, I've worked some pretty shitty jobs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very low to lowest, like, tier job that you could, you know, work. And <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I'll probably talk about it in maybe next episode because it, it's just so gross. But I... uh I will always respect people that are working for me. One of the, you know, I I love the team that I work with now. And I'm always just so thankful to them. I'm so thankful that they show up to their shifts. I'm so thankful that they're helping me, that they're, you know, feel comfortable providing their opinions and their um, support to help my business grow. Because without them, how could I, how could I function? I can't.
1: Well, your team is like kind of an extension of your clients almost. Yeah. And even like with your renters, I think were you telling me this story or someone about how the this landlord they pretty much instead of like raising their rent like terribly every year that's like super high and they really treat their client, their, their tenants as clients and that they want to make sure that their experience is good, they check on them, make sure everything's working instead of just treating them like crap.
0: Oh yeah, that was that yeah. was Lisa in my networking group. It was it was really cool. I'm
1: yeah. definitely
0: taking um a lot of like life lessons from her because she's so successful at just being a good person That's awesome. yeah. and and that was like one of the things that you you know because I I was a property you know you knew me because I was doing property management for a really long time but right um I always thought that you know as a property manager or whatever I served back then I you know that the the tenants are kind of the enemy and that, you know they're always wanting requests that they're always demanding and they're always not paying their rent on time yeah. you know they're just like <laughs> the classic like thought process and yeah. then when I met um Lisa, and she started, um, like educating me about like how to actually treat tenants. It was like a total eye opener for me. She was like, oh my gosh, they're your clients. Like they're, they're giving you money to pay off your mortgage. They're your clients. Like treat them well. Yeah. And I never treated my tenants per se like poorly. I'm always just like thankful, you know, that they're like paying the rent, and I always like do whatever they ask me to do. But now I see that I need to be going the extra mile for them. So I need to check in on them, you know, every month, every three months, just to make sure everything's good, everything's going well with them. Um, And I did that, and as it turns out, they were really struggling. One of them went to um, the ER. Um, and they were really struggling um, with, like, their rent. And I'm like, well, you know what? Is anything, like, going on with the house that, like, we could help with? And um, they're like, well, actually, they you know, there's this issue. And so now we're taking care of it. Um, but they wouldn't have mentioned it before. But yeah. now that I'm, like, taking that advice, I'm like, wow, that was so good. I would have never known, you know, if I didn't, you know, take the time to care for these people beyond what I've been doing already. So really eye-opener, just positive energy, ha- treating people you know, with kindness and, you know, the, the people that you're in contact with, whether or not they're employees or they are tenants, they keep the wheel turning. And for you, that's like the biggest thing in the world. And it, it would be absolutely ridiculous if you're not thankful and if you don't treat these people with respect.
1: Well, especially in the Rogue Valley, it's such a small valley that no deal or business transaction Is more important than my integrity. Totally. So, I I have deals where you know the other agent or you know different clients are frustrating and things aren't going how I want it to. But the second I blow up and say something I don't mean, it's it's the end. It's it's not worth it. Getting angry during negotiation is exactly what the other side wants. Yeah, (laughs) they want you to be emotional about it and. I learned as I go through real estate that being emotional is about a transaction is silly. It's Uh, Yeah. You just, if there's a hurdle, you jump over it. And so, same thing in business. And instead of trying to burn bridges with other people, you, you know, some people are just not great people, like, you just don't want to surround yourself with, but it doesn't mean that you need to go talk bad about them or, you know, it's such a small valley that it's not it's not going to do you any good to stoop down to their level. level, So,
0: yeah, I, I completely agree with that. The, um, people, when they have business, they think that their competitors are their competitors. Yeah. And they're like, I hate this person. They do the same type of business I do and their rates suck. And my rates are good. My services are better (laughs) than theirs. And, you know, for for me, I would think that when I first started. Of course you do. And it, it doesn't make sense. As you go on, you're like, gosh, I'm, like, so overwhelmed with work. And, you know, I don't really take these jobs anymore. Like, I don't do wedding videos. I refuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... <laughs> kill me.
1: <laughs> I know you didn't do my wedding was was like, a couple months ago. How dare you? I was like, no, I just want
0: to drink at your wedding <laughs> <laughs> And uh you were I was like I was like, oh, I don't know, do you have an open bar? And you're like, yeah and I'm like, but I'm definitely not doing videos at your wedding <laughs> And um but yeah no I I definitely uh <laughs> Sorry, I started talking about alcohol and now I'm all like,
1: muffled. <laughs> well, this is Friday. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> yeah, no, I don't do wedding videos, and so with my, um, com- if I my so-called competition, if they did, you know, I, I would I would receive referrals for people who are wanting to do wedding videos, and I'd say, you know what, I don't do wedding videos, but I really know this great guy that does them, mm-hmm. and so I'd refer clients to a competition, but, you know, it's just good business. It's good to have these positive relationships that you can build. And, you know, now so-called person isn't going to talk, you know, poorly or ill of me and maybe they can make some money off of, you know, this client. So I was thinking about that today with um, real estate too. You know, you, real estate agents are all over the Valley. And Mm -hmm. so when you're in a transaction with somebody, They're kind of like your business partner in a sense of... They're kind of like... Other
1: realtors are my colleagues. Yeah, and and you have to have a good relationship with them when you're doing transactions. And I've heard agents, like, they go through a transaction. I never want to work this agent again. I'm like, well, tough luck. I'm sure your next deal is going to be that agent, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it's... I've, you know, I've dealt with certain agents where it's really hard to talk to them Mm -hmm. and get stuff done. But then somehow we make it work and we end down on good terms and that's all that matters. It's, it's not worth losing business relationships over one deal. Right. And, um, it's really not about pride. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, that's the ego talking and pr- like you said, pride that causes most of the arguments. And especially yeah. when you're negotiating a deal, it's a lot of it has to do with pride. And sometimes you have to Stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So I think as we go on um, through the podcast, um, uh, Cassidy and I are going to be sharing more and more stories of like just some either life lessons we've learned, things that we've <laughs> unfortunately done that maybe we would really think that next time we're not going to be doing. <laughs> And um, eventually we want to start like either having people come in and talk with us about their, you know, learning lessons, um, maybe some risks that they took. And um, we we really do want to um, create this podcast as like a tool for other people to use to help them grow. So um, eventually when we get listeners, we want people to be involved with adding some more information and adding maybe their stories, too. So um, that's 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 our plan.
1: Well, I think that's the most important thing from this podcast is either one of us would be where we are if we didn't jump off the cliff, if we didn't just Big time, go for it. And it's not going to be perfect. It's, you know, but you can always rearrange things, do things differently in your business, improve as you are in business for longer things. like You'll learn things. And it's really important just to go for it because if you are too scared to jump off the cliff... You're going to stay at the same job, making the same amount of money every year, and you're just not going to be as happy as you could be if you took the chance. Take the chance. We want you
0: to live your best life. Thanks so (laughs) much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again next, hopefully next week.
1: (laughs) Awesome. We'll see you guys later. See ya.